The only person who knows about this is my best friend. I've never told anyone else because what happened makes me so embarrassed. This happened last January when I was 16, and I'm a girl. I had the flu, so I was off school because it was really bad. In the least arrogant way possible, my parents aren't exactly poor, so we have a big house. There's an in-suite bathroom attached to my bedroom, and this is relevant to the story. It was a Wednesday, and my parents were at work. I'd been unwell since the Sunday, so I was still feeling pretty terrible. As I was so ill, my parents had neglected to tell me that our fire alarms were being looked at that day. Our house had five, which might seem excessive, but it was necessary to have due to our house size, and in my country it became the law that you need at least two or three. Anyway, the guy who tested our fire alarms was someone who had known me since I was a child. This might also be why it slipped my parents' minds to inform me that it would be coming later. I'll call him Bob. It was about 11 a.m., and I was in bed feeling sorry for myself. This is when I started to feel embarrassed. I decided to have alone time since no one was home, if you know what I mean. I had hoped that it would take away my headache, because blowing my nose constantly made that space between my eyebrows really ache. Now, I wasn't making loads of noise, but I obviously wasn't deathly silent either. My bedroom door was open just a little, but I figured it didn't matter because I was alone. I wasn't paying any attention to my surroundings because, well, I was completely focused on myself. When I was done and came back to myself, the house was still quiet, but when I opened my eyes and sat up, I froze. Standing in my doorway was Bob. He was grinning at me in a sickening way, and I felt paralyzed with terror. My mind was racing. How long had he been standing there? What did he see? How much did he see? Well, it became pretty clear when I noticed his hand was on his crotch, and he then finally spoke. He said, Damn, I was only here to check the alarms and his voice was really low and weird sounding. I grabbed my duvet and ran into my in-suite bathroom away from him before he could do anything else. It had a lock, so I obviously locked myself in. I had to bring my duvet because I wasn't completely decent, and I just wanted to hide my entire body from the world in that moment. I just sat on the bathroom floor and cried in fear and shame. I felt totally violated. I know I did nothing wrong, but at the time, I really felt like I had. The way that Bob was clearly aroused and much have watched me for God knows how long still makes me feel sick to this day. I didn't know what to do, but there was no way I could leave that bathroom. I was scared that Bob would try to hurt me. I felt really sick because he had literally known me since I was a toddler, and I'm still underage even now, so he's really disgusting. There's a fire alarm near my bedroom door, but I wasn't sure if he'd looked at the ones downstairs yet. I wasn't sure how long it took to do these things. I didn't have my phone because I was still in my room, but I also kept thinking about how I could never tell my parents. I still haven't told them to this day, and I never will. It's way too embarrassing giving the circumstances. I stayed in the bathroom for hours. I kept thinking, well, at least I'm next to a toilet. After I'd been there for a long while, I decided to brave going out. Bob had not tried to enter, 
but I wasn't stupid. I knew it was possible that he was still hovering around, trying to lure me into a false security. I very slowly unlocked the door, and I held some razors in my hand just in case Bob was behind my door. I braced myself, and I then opened it really fast, trying to slash Bob's face if he tried anything. But he wasn't there. The house was silent, but I didn't trust it. I somehow ran quietly to my bed and grabbed my phone from my pillow. I ran back to the bathroom without turning my back, still clutching the razors, and then locked myself in the bathroom yet again. The time on my phone was now just after 3 p.m. I knew that my dad would be home at 4, and I knew school would be finishing soon too. Thank God my phone was charged high, because it saved me from boredom while I waited. I didn't move a muscle until my dad came home. He came straight to my room to see me, and I heard him in my bedroom calling out to me. I unlocked the door and came out, careful to have my duvet wrapped around me. He looked confused, and he asked me why I had brought my duvet in there with me. I told him that my flu had made me feel freezing, but I was just about to have a shower, and that I wanted my duvet to snuggle into before I actually got under the warm water. He still seemed confused by this, but he didn't push further. I always slept with shorts and a top on, and I was praying that he wouldn't think anything of my shorts being on the bedroom floor. He didn't seem to suspect anything or even notice. I'd had long enough in the bathroom to think of a story to tell my parents when they finally got home, so I told my dad that Bob had been in the house, and he just said, Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. He texted to tell me he was finished and they were all good. I knew they would be anyway. I didn't say anything else, just told my dad that I was going to have a shower, and my dad then told me to try coming downstairs after I felt strong enough and to let him know if my temperature was still weird. I promised him I would, then I actually went and showered. When my mom got home, I didn't tell her anything either. I told my best friend a few months after everything that happened, and she told me what Bob did was insane, and she did her best to encourage me to tell someone. I told her that I couldn't, and I just wanted to avoid Bob from now on. I made her swear to never tell anyone, and she promised. Now January is approaching, and Bob is coming back once again to check the fire alarms. But I'll make sure I know when he's coming, and I'll make damn sure that I'm not in the house with him when he does. I'll be leaving for college once high school is over. Then hopefully I never have to see him ever again. I'll never be alone with him again. It's way too risky. I'm still very embarrassed about what happened, and I'm not sure if it'll ever go away. I know things could have escalated for the absolute worst, and I thank God every day that Bob didn't get to hurt me that day. I'll never forget the sheer terror that I felt in that moment, though. I'm very paranoid about making sure doors are locked when I'm home alone now, and it's made me very cautious about certain things now. I hate Bob. I never want to be near him ever again. This incident happened to me when I was 14 years old and staying home from school. It was October of 2014 and I was sick with a norovirus, a vomiting bug. At the time, my mom was a single parent. She was at work and I was lying in my bed with a bucket right next to me. I had a TV in my room, so I was watching shitty British daytime TV. 
If anyone knows about Jeremy Kyle or Loose Women, you guys will know what I mean. My mom had worked 9 to 5, and by the time lunch rolled around, I was starving. I couldn't eat anything, but day two of consistent puking was making me ravenous. However, on this day, I was actually doing better than the day previously. At about 2 p.m., after managing to not puke for just over two hours, I decided to risk having a small snack. I got out of bed slowly and made my way downstairs. I decided to have an oat cake and see if it would stay in my stomach. I ate in the kitchen, but I decided to take some more oat cakes upstairs just in case I could eat some more. As I ascended the stairs, though, I had heard a phone noise. It was the distinct sound of an iPhone, and as that was my phone brand, I assumed it was mine. Yet when I checked my phone, I had no notifications. I figured I had misheard it and just went back to watching TV. I had put it on mute and decided to nab to avoid puking again. When I heard the sound of a phone yet again, it wasn't my phone though. I was royally spooked out now and decided to creep over to my bedroom window. I peered out but no one was in the street. You typically wouldn't hear noises from the street, but I checked if someone was out there all the same. I crept into the hallway and just pretty much stared at everything. Nothing was out of place. Surely no one could have broken in since I would have heard it, but the phone noises sounded so close by. I went into the bathroom yet again, but I didn't shut the door. I don't know why, but I looked under the ceiling where our attic was. It was obviously close, but I guess there are some gaps because I could see a light flashing. It was moving around slowly, and it looked like the bright light of a flashlight or something. I was really confused, and I started to feel sick again. I went back into my bedroom and got back into bed. My friends were still in school. My mom was at work. So I had texted my granddad, and I told him what I had heard. He immediately called me, and he was asking me for details. He told me to go out and take a photo of the attic but I had this feeling of dread swoop over me. I told him to wait a second. Then I went downstairs and into the kitchen again. I put on my trainers and went outside in my PJs. I told him I was really freaking out, and he told me there should be no light in the attic. He asked me if I could come over to his house, and I said I wasn't sure because I was still feeling so sick. He told me that it was very important that I stay calm and get outside. I told him I was at the back door, and he told me to get out to the garden. I heard him call out to my gran and then tell her that he was going to come over to my house. My grandparents only lived like a street away. We stayed on the phone until it got to mine, and he told me to stay in the kitchen while he went upstairs. I did as he said, but he came back downstairs very quickly. He came right over me, and he told me not to panic, but that we had to leave the house. He then took off his coat and he told me to put it on before then ushering me right out the door. I felt sick again as I realized my granddad was now calling the police and I ended up puking in the street. I felt so embarrassed by this but my granddad rubbed my back and he told me it was okay. Long story short, when my granddad went upstairs, he saw the light and he told me it was clearly from a phone. He then got a bad feeling and decided to call the police. He didn't care if it was all a misunderstanding. He felt something was off. 
The police ended up finding someone in the damn attic. I could have puked and shit my pants seeing them lead out a scruffy-looking young guy no older than about 25, then bundled him into a police car. I was so shocked by this, and I couldn't even react. It turned out that his phone was pinging up there because he'd been texting one of his friends, inviting this friend to sneak in and into the attic with him. He'd actually been up there for four days, and we'd been none the wiser. He figured I couldn't hear anything, although he could hear me. He had his flashlight on the phone on, and he would use it to adjust his eyes whenever the blackness got too much. I don't know how his phone wasn't dead. I was very shaken up by this, as you can all imagine, and everything is such a blur. We didn't usually lock our doors, as the neighborhood was very safe, so my mom would just leave the door unlocked. I guess this dude knew and walked on in. He would sneak down and do things when no one was home, like use the bathroom or eat our food. We never noticed food going missing, though. It's just so creepy. I'm so lucky that he never tried to hurt me or anything. After that, we of course started locking our doors. My granddad was really disappointed in my mom for having left the doors unlocked in the first place. I'm just so glad my granddad was there for me that day. Now as an adult, I never leave any door unlocked, no matter what. I live in Britain and this happened a month ago. It was a Friday night, and I had ordered some food from a local Indian place. I was with my friend, and we were having a movie night, and she was staying over. We were sitting in the living room, lights on so the delivery driver would know we were home. We had the TV on when we had heard the door. The thing is, it didn't sound like the front door. It sounded like the back door. I then went to the front door and opened it, and sure enough, no one was there. My friend told me to check the back, and when I did, there he was, the delivery driver standing there. I found this so strange. To get in my back garden, you have to walk up a street and to the back gate and let yourself in, then walk right under the patio. I just found it weird as hell that he did this. Now, the front door is what you see when you drive into the street. The back garden clearly looks like a back garden. Our house number is in full view in the front. The driver was a female and seemed really energetic when she took my money and gave me the order. I told my friend and she agreed that it was very strange. We sat to dig into our food and then quickly forgot about it. Well, like two hours later, I went to shut the living room curtains when I saw a dark car sitting outside my house. I peered right at it because I didn't recognize it, and boom, that delivery driver was just sitting in it, just staring straight ahead. I called my friend over, and we both just stood there staring. I was so creeped out, but I couldn't phone the police because technically the driver hadn't done anything. What would I say? I mean, all she did was use my back door, and now she was sitting in her car. My friend suggested that we lock up and ignore it, but I thought to myself, nah, I need to do something. I put on my slippers and went outside, trying my best to look tough. I approached her car and then tapped on the window, and her face went white as a sheet when she saw me. She then suddenly threw the car in reverse and then sped off. 
My friend watched all this go down from the living room window, and she ran into the hallway when I went back into the house. We were so creeped out and decided to phone the takeaway and complain about her. The lady who answered the phone, though, didn't seem very interested. She said that she was so sorry to hear we hadn't had a good experience and that she would inform her manager. It felt like she had brushed us off, but at the same time, the driver hadn't really done anything. It isn't a crime to be weird. I'm always a little weary, though, that the driver will come back one day. I don't know what she was up to or why she had parked her car outside of my house for a while after giving me my order, but something felt totally off about the situation. My friend and I both slept in the living room on the different couches with a bunch of blankets on us. We were both really spooked out by the encounter. I haven't ordered from that takeaway since, but to be fair, I rarely order out anyway. It's a twice a year type of thing. Me and my friend spoke to some other people, and it was suggested to us that maybe the girl was on drugs or something. I guess that is possible. But how was she able to drive if that was the case? And why would she drive around the back of our house and then walk through our back garden to knock on the door? I know this story might not be that scary to a lot of you, but it really irritates me because it's a very odd situation and I'll never really know what the hell she was trying to do. I live in New Delhi, India and this happened around five to six years ago when I was home alone. To understand my house layout, we have a four-bedroom hall kitchen house, and we also have our own terrace, which will be important later in the story. It was around two in the morning, and I was scrolling through the internet, when I suddenly heard a sound of glass breaking. I peeked out of my bedroom window, and there was nothing there, so I again started using my phone. Five minutes later, I again heard a sound of glass breaking directly above me. So I thought of going to the terrace and investigate what's going on. When I was about out of reach of my terrace, I heard people talking and laughing. I opened my terrace door slightly, and I noticed there were three men on my terrace drinking beers. I then shout out, Who the fuck are you? And what are you doing in my house? I know it was childish of me to react like that instead of hiding, but I just didn't understand why these guys were at my house. Now they know that someone's in the house, and they all looked at me for a few seconds. Then one of them took out a huge knife and started running towards me. I ran downstairs and I locked myself in my room, and they then started banging on my door very hard. I actually thought that they were going to break it at one point. Then one of them said in a very creepy tone, Come out now and we'll make this less painful for you. I was terrified and I called the cops right away. It took them like 15 minutes to arrive. Fortunately, the men were still in my bedroom door. The cops had heard all of the commotion and then forcefully broke in and then successfully caught the crazy men. Those men never explained how they got onto my terrace and that's the most scary part. I still have no idea how and why those men did this. I know that they went to jail, but that's all I really know. I don't know anything else about what happened to them, but I really hope they rot in there for a long time and that they truly get what they deserve. <laughs> 